Speaking of uh, mild disabilities, you know, I turn on the colorblindness mode. And welcome to another episode of the Zero Stars Podcast, a podcast about video games and getting old. My name is Bob. And my name is Matt. And I am an old man. Yeah, but I'm older. I know, but in the past week, I have been trying to play video games and feeling very old. Did you play a game that was definitely like a Gen X? Not Gen X, I'm sorry, Gen Z video game? Uh, BMX Triple X? <laughs> Hell yeah. That's a Gen X game for oh, sure. okay. I don't know another way to look at tits other than by playing this video game. <laughs> It's the only way. They're going to make me work for it. <laughs> Were there like videos of boobs in that game or was it only the polygonal boobs on like the bike? I think that there people? were videos. I think that was the point. Should we get a copy of BMX Triple X? And stream it? Do we think that copies of that game are remarkably expensive because like there probably weren't that many that got into circulation? Fact checking right um, now. Yeah. Boom. Here we go. It's time to take a break. BMX Triple X eBay. Um, for the GameCube, it's only six bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I actually found it for four eighty seven used. Which is, I mean, I want the digital foundry on which version, version is the preferred get. version of BMX Triple X. I'm sure that that the GameCube version was the one that Miyamoto played. <laughs> 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 I would love to see his list of completed games. He keeps it in like a beautiful little notebook with like yes. his beautifully written little, and then like one of them is BMX Triple X. Also, why wasn't that game called BMXXX? Because uh, people were idiots back then. That just feels like a huge missed opportunity. Did you actually play as a BMX biker, or I thought I it was like that, a trivia game or something? No, no. I think I think that that game was a poor copy of uh, Dave Mira. Okay. Like, you know, a Tony Hawk game. Yeah. But then that it had the boobies. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of Darth Maul or a spider guy, <laughs> it had the tits. <laughs> and it probably sold like hotcakes. Seemingly, it didn't. I mean, it must have. I guess there must there be a lot, lot of, of them copies out there. Out there. Yeah. I don't well, know if it's it sold. very low demand. Yeah. I think that that might be the key. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if only we had a GameCube. We do. <laughs> um,. Anyway, how do we get onto that topic? Uh, uh, we are getting old. I know, <laughs> forgetful. Oh, uh, you were you were playing a Gen Z game, and you just I, felt I, like I Gen know. Z kids want their games really hard now. Well, so I thought that I wanted my games really hard. Um, last time we got together, we talked about a game called Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Um, we were both very. High we were feeling high. fucking great. Yeah, it and was wonderful. We were coming out of like the tutorial and the very starting area. Yeah. And then I went home and I purchased that game. And admittedly, I haven't had a lot of time to play games. Well, I actually had a lot of time to play games, but I spent it all playing Apex with a friend who had never played Apex. Um, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, so the time that I had to myself to play games, I would say was about an hour to like, like let's say like three hours total, right? Mm -hmm. In that time... I fired up Sekiro and I was like, yeah, let's go back through that part that I played with Matt. That was so cool. That was so awesome. And I was like playing it. I was like, this is so cool. This is so awesome, man. I can't wait to get to more of this game. And then 
I went a little further into it, and then I just I can't do things in that game. I am I've never felt worse at a video game in my entire life, and I imagine this is what I can't beat the first boss. Are you, who's the first boss for you? Um, that lady with the knives. Oh, so I haven't guy. I didn't get to that. I was so I like got to this section very very early. Yeah. Like I didn't get far at all. Right. The guy in the stocks. Yes. So the, then I the man is in the stocks. So yeah. yes, and then I you get on this. There's like a giant and he's chained up, and you come like into this little clearing and there's two guys talking and you eavesdrop and they're like the giant is scared of fire yeah. and you're like i'm ready because there's a fire up there i'm gonna lure him into the fire and he's gonna die and i tried that it didn't kill him he killed me and then i like fought him hand to hand for a while and i always kind of almost killed him and then i was like ah but i'm just like not feeling like i'm doing well i'm just sort of struggling through it and i they're really making me weirded out with the dragon rot thing so i'm not using the ability to resurrect because i don't want to hurt all my friends uh so i you know there's this mechanic where if you use the thing where you resurrect uh, it seems to hurt people it seems you. to hurt the innocent people in the world yeah which is messed up which the the actual mechanical effect of which seems to be just that it lowers that thing that occasionally lets you not not be penalized from death. Yeah, that that removes the penalization of death, which I also want to maintain. But the but like the psychological effect of feeling like you are hurting your friends, it's pretty serious. Yeah, it, it's it's much more. I don't know. It's it sort of turns me off. It makes it feels it, manipulative. Well, I, I think it's manipulative in a in a good way in that it, it makes me consider using the mechanic, but then I just don't use the mechanic. So I'm keeping trying to beat this guy without dying. I'm failing. There's the fire in the area, which I was led to believe was important. I'm not using. And I'm, I'm kind of bashing my head against it. At one point, I figured out a way to creep around him, but it kind of was like a glitch. And I was like, now this is some souls right here. Yeah. And so I got around him and I backstabbed him. And that was cool. Except then he kind of like, I, I sort of fled a little bit out of his range. And then he like recharged that glowing ball of really? stamina oh yes they can do that yeah and i was like oh well now i can't sneak again it's interesting that you were able to sneak up on him that once though yeah that's impressive you probably could do it again you know what i mean i kind of tried a little bit but then i so no, I was, not with bosses and mini bosses if you you have to leave out of range they will oh, always they yeah. will always find you no i couldn't I do it i couldn't do it uh yeah in the same section i could start the battle that way again probably if i yes if i put yes, my mind yeah in. exactly um so then i thought okay this feels weird, and like I don't have some sort of fire weapon, which seems to be what might be the implication here. Yeah, there's a fire So weapon. then I was like, oh, I should go see if there was a different path that I didn't take. And so I started again. I've started to play through the opening section again. And then I found that just like unspeakably difficult. You know what I mean? Like I was kind of just like, yeah. man, I'm bad at this. This dude with a rocket launcher does kill me every time. And I didn't find another path. And I was like, is this what other people when Dark Souls came out, is this what they thought it was like? Where I just feel as though I have, I'm ill-equipped, I'm bad at it, I can't figure out what to do, I don't know where to go, I'm clearly just like not getting some portion of it. I feel like I always miss the parries. And like I changed the inputs on my TV to the quote-unquote low latency input to try and improve my ability to parry. And I'm kind of better at it, but I'm not great. It felt much snappier on your, comp on your computer, on your PlayStation, which is a pro. Yes, yeah. It felt snappier. Uh, and so I can't tell, like, I'm, that's a poor workman blames his tools. So, <laughs> I'm, I, you know, whatever. Uh, my, my PlayStation's fine. But I am bad at that game. And I, it, 
I kind of don't have that Soulsian desire to go back to it. And I just got it. I know exactly how you feel. But you're um, farther. Yeah, I'm farther. What secrets? How did you do it? <laughs> I mean, just just trying it over and over and over again. But was it fun is the real question. And honestly, like, kind of no. It's kind of not. It's kind of not fun. Like, so um, have you been to, into the memory where you go back to the estate? Dude, I, I've just played through that opening section like three times. There's that woman who gives you like the bell. Yes, I, t- I, yeah. I, I encountered her. If you I, take that back to the, the guy who carves what carves oh, the statues, I should have given it to him. He get, and there's a whole other level. So you're playing two levels simultaneously, and oh. you can move between the two of them. And in the other level, you can find a fire weapon. It doesn't really make that much of a difference. On, it, that, like, on that dude? On that dude, yes. It, like, I think I used it maybe like once when I fought him and eventually beat him. The way to beat that dude, and the way to beat most of the bosses in this game, it seems, is not through parrying but through dodging. Yeah, you have to engage them and then they do like their grab attacks. That dude's yeah. grab attack has range for days. Yeah. Like, you, you, And that's why it doesn't feel like elegant dodging to me. I have, I have two complaints about this game. One is that I think... Three complaints. One is that I think that the stealth is not nearly as well-developed as it needs to be to be like a proper tool that you utilize regularly. That's interesting because playing back through that opening section... I've been kind of impressed by the w- different ways that I can tackle it. Because I've played through that section now like four or five times. Yeah. Just kind of trying to grind it almost in like a Souls way or just kind of trying to reach that point that I got to in the original Dark Souls where I just kept playing through that opening before you get to like Undead Bur- Parish or that very yeah. early part. When I first got that game, I just kept Undead playing Bird. that section. And, you know, you learn on all those enemies just kind of how the game functions. You learn how to parry. You learn how to parry against the spear guys. You learn how to kick guys off of ledges. You learn like the whole game in that section. And so I was like, I'm just going to keep playing this opening. And you can play it a lot of different ways. And I've been sort of impressed by the stealth in that regard. I find that the stealth in that opening section is maybe like the best the stealth has been so far that I've played. Um, There's some interesting stuff that the game does. And there are other sections where the stealth is like, but it's like doesn't compare to like Metal Gear Solid. For instance, it feels, five, five. I, I was going to say, clar- it feels clarify. kind of old Metal Gear to me. It, yeah, and that's not necessarily satisfying it for a modern game in my mind. I don't know. I mean, compared to five, I haven't played a lot. I don't know. Of the stealth five. just feels a little like just a little. It's, it's like good, but it's not great. It's definitely good. It's serviceable. It's a little, a little underbaked is what it feels to me. <sighs> I can't my, tell. My second complaint is that I wish that there was more liberty. Um, or I wish it was more liberal about where you could grapple and where like the various spots that you could grapple to. There are spots that it's appear how to it sometimes be grapple let you. points, and then yeah. they're just not. And then yeah. the building next to them looks the same, and you can't grapple. I mean, and you can I find that it. I find that vaguely irritating. It, um, it is a little bit. It, I mean, I understand that maybe that's just like a necessary limitation of the level design, yeah. but it's still fine. I find that irritating. My third and largest complaint, though, is that parrying against bosses just does not seem effective. Ooh, so in I haven't gotten their... to a bo- I'm too bad at the game to have bosses experienced and mini this bosses. complaint. There's a few where it's effective, but some of the bigger mini bosses, you just have to continually like dodge. And I feel as though I'm not dodging elegantly, like I'm often spamming the dodge button. And as a result, like it takes forever to build up their by the time that I build up their, their uh, stamina, well, it's not stamina, but stance, their stance or yeah, their, their guard basically until I build that up so that it breaks and I break their guard. Like 
by the time that I built that up, they're basically their health bars dropped to the bottom already. And maybe I am just bad at this game, which is what I keep coming back to. That's kind that, of what I keep circling. Or there's too. like a design flaw. But I talked I talked with someone recently who has played the game and has gotten much further than I have in it. Okay. And I was talking with him about there's this woman that you fight called um I think her name is Madam Butterfly, actually. Fantastic. Yeah. Well done. Great game. <laughs> uh, ten out of ten. <laughs> And I, I've been, I was fighting her and I was talking to him. I was like, yeah, I just can't parry her. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you just need to dodge. And I was like, really? Because that seems to slow it down a lot. And he's like, yeah, it just takes a really, really long time. And that just doesn't seem like fun to me. And that's what this fight, I beat this, the first, I beat the fight the first time through. And then there's a, not to spoil this for you, but there's a second stage to it. Second stage turbine blade, as we are told <laughs> by Coheed and Cambria. Continue that's a that's a deep deep cut there it is a deep cut from the coheed catalog yeah. you know what band I thought about that band totally sucks time. coheed in cambridge oh my god yeah i'm going to talk about a like hard I, rock I saw them pseudo live. progressive metal band later in this episode good god they make coheed and cambria look like a high school band i saw coheed and cambria open for uh jimmy world I know that was killer rough. bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I say that genuinely with all the love in the world for Jimmy world. Oh God. It that was is, wonderful. I'll they bet played, you that they, they played seemed... the full goodbye sky Harbor. Oh, I'm, I'm sure that they seemed like <laughs> the most competent <laughs> like adults Zeppelin. in the room. <laughs> <laughs> like they came down and it was just like the Beatles rolled <laughs> into a high school talent show. <laughs> oh, but you know, like Yikes. concept albums. Yeah. Everybody loves a concept Yeah, exactly. Album. Everybody wants to have all of the Dream complexity theater. and bullshit of their comic book collection realized through crappy pinch harmonics. You heard it here first, folks. Anyway, um, I go after the tough targets. It's called <laughs> punching up. <laughs> Madam Butterfly has a second... A second... Act. Second act. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I'm glad that we amuse ourselves <laughs> doing this. <laughs> Madam Butterfly has multiple acts. Okay, yes, go on. Um, and the second one is where she really sings. And it reaches a different tenor. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, what I love is the operatic combat. Uh, she like <laughs> floats around. That's why I think they call her Madam Butterfly. I don't think that there is any awareness of the actual Madam Butterfly. Well, maybe. Opera. Yeah. I don't know. Is it the Moonlight Butterfly? They think they're referencing the they Moonlight might, Butterfly might, yeah. from Butterfly. <laughs> is that a Pokemon? <laughs> Butterfly. No, Butterfree. Butterfree. Isn't it? It is Butterfree. It is Butterfree. Yeah. Um, there's a second stage, and by the time I finished the first one, I was like, I feel good about having beat this boss. And then there's a second stage, and I was just like, I don't want to do this. I have no desire to do this. I let myself die. I just stood there and let her kill me. I just didn't fight. And it's just... That's an incredible political stance you just took. <laughs> I know. It was Kent State, basically. And it was just... <laughs> Damn. It was just not fun, is what it comes down to. Well, is that the game is consistently is consistently keeping me from having fun. And Dark Souls never kept me from having fun. I would get frustrated. But I always, I was always enjoying each and every battle. The funny thing about what you're saying 
you know, is that your friend says, well, it just takes a long time and you dodge. Yeah. And you could literally describe every Dark Souls encounter that way. Yeah, but if you play Dark Souls right. It's a lot of dodging and taking time. But what's different for me is that in Dark Souls, I always feel like I'm getting away with something. Yeah. I feel as though Dark Souls has this like rigid set of mechanics. And then I am the genius who has figured out that actually they didn't think of it if I would just shoot them from a distance with the arrows. Or it's like, for oh, forever. Yeah, for, for the next 45 minutes that, of my actual sword. <laughs> uh, and then I, I always go down, I kill the dragon, he's asleep. And then, like, <laughs> it's so stupid, right? But like, you feel as though mentally you are doing something yeah. like i feel as though i am pulling one over on the game i am tricking the game's stupid mechanics this less game, so in three very I, much so i felt that one. in three as well oh, but okay. i actually think three is my favorite dark souls but anyway oh. all right all right good game um, very good game very good game very good game very good game great game i feel as though sekiro is too good it, from a like pure tightness of mechanics and execution of ideas perspective yeah like i don't feel that when they made sekiro they reached for something they couldn't attain i think that sekiro is the actual realization of the game that they wanted to make whereas with dark souls so much of it feels like they have this vision of a game and then they make a thing and it's like the actual vision is beyond their technical abilities to execute it and so then it ends up having all of these delightful holes because the rule set's very rigid but the world is like not actually bound like cannot be held by it and so you have all of these things where it's just like some of the enemies walk kind of funny and they'll fall off the level because i don't know it's just kind of broken and that's the joy of it for me Whereas this game, I never think that like, oh, this, and I haven't played that much of it, right? Because I just kind of can't yeah. because I'm not good enough at the fundamental button pressing. But as someone who is inherently, I, so I, I agree. I think that's a very elegant way of comparing the two games. Well done. Thank you. I, this concludes this episode of this podcast. <laughs> I win this the podcast point. in general. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like, what is it that we're running into then? Are we just, what is it about us that is, are we actually f just like physically unable to? Frail and old? Yeah. Or is our, no, literally, is our eyesight like just not good enough? Are we not fast enough with the, with the bumpers? I genuinely wonder. That's like, it, because it's maddening. It's, it is frustrating in a way that dark souls never was like people acted I, like dark souls I was never, frustrating i never had to cheese with dark souls 3 i never once had to cheese a boss i i, I, I always won, feel like i'm cheesing I, though i know what you mean but like i always fought each each boss except you uh just watched another guy beat the and i don't want to talk about game that for you uh, so that was an accident <laughs> i didn't mean to summon him well you did i did some damage woulda coulda shoulda <laughs> um i went I went back and beat Dark Souls 1 just to prove that I could after <laughs> the fact. Uh, but, like, I never felt like I had to cheese Dark Souls. I always felt as though, like, but Dark like, Souls 3. But, cheesing Dark Souls is Dark Souls. But I didn't have to do that with Dark Souls 3. Dark Souls 3, I played legitimately, like... Like, sometimes I would kite a guy, and that'd be the most that oh, I would ever so do. Oh, so good. Yeah, you can't really kite guys in this no, game. No, it, 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 it 
prevents you. Yeah. It's very much not a Souls game. I think no, that's... No, it's, it's not a Souls game at all, but that's why the argument that people continually make, that I see people make online, is that you just have to unlearn everything that you learn from Dark Souls. But I don't feel as though I'm trying to play Sekiro as a Souls game. No. I feel as though I play it as a mix of uh, Metal Gear Solid Five and Metal Gear Revengeance. I feel like I'm trying to play Metal Gear. That Metal Gear is definitely, and I think that this like the robot arm and everything, like, like oh yeah, there's a there's references in it, like it it is explicit almost that yeah. it is a homage to a Metal Gear game. It yeah, and I agree, but I don't think that it's nearly as clean in its stealth as a Metal Gear game. No, and and maybe it's not it's just as overtly as... mechanical in some ways. Yeah, you know, you don't get your like warp, like you don't get that. I mean, it has fewer mechanics. Yeah. It is Metal Gear is a Swiss Army knife and this is like a very clean katana blade. I guess, man. And I just think that like we don't know how to handle a katana blade. We're good with a Swiss Army knife, but we don't know how to handle a katana blade. Well, it just makes me realize that like Is that how you pronounce katana? Yeah. Or is it katana? Katana. Kat- katana. 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 Kotaku. Kotaku. Uh Jason Schreier. <laughs> the ghost of Jason Schreier. Um <laughs> Shadows Die Twice. What I've realized about my experience with Dark Souls is that playing Dark Souls for me is about carving out a way to beat the game. Yeah. Right? Super satisfying. This game You are making your own story as you move along. You and you are you are finding how you can adapt all of the game's mechanics to your thumbs and your failings. Yeah. And this game is making you do what the game wants. It's so rigid. And somebody could tell me, right, that like obviously this should be my favorite game because god hand is ultra rigid like like the people are going to attack this way you need to execute but i feel like god hand is also just like super flexible yes it's a hundred percent it's an extraordinarily flexible game like i just want to play you god know, hand right now but i do too yeah oh man it's so good i want this game to be like that I want it to feel like I'm just like I'm getting into this engagement and now it's time to dance with this guy. And this game is not that. And I think that it's an accurate representation of everything that I've ever heard about like samurai culture, right? Yeah. Where it's just yeah. like perfect execution every time. Like it doesn't matter how many times you do the thing, you do the thing exactly the same way. Yeah. You you keep carving the Buddha over and over and over and over and over. And that's again. what it is. And I think that I like that, right? But what I actually like is being drunk gene like swaying in a, before a god hand encounter and then just somebody running at me and I'm just wasted and then I'm just like yeah this is how I'm going to do it right now and we go which is how we play dark souls as well it is we play dark souls as drunk gene yes it's how I it's how I play everything yeah <laughs> it's how and I play I, I the game of agree. life if someone had I mean that's why the presentation of Sekiro is is 100% something that we should love and yet it is its rigidity is so much greater than God Hand. God it's Hand's so flexibility than, is one of its is one of its most incredible assets. It's so forward thinking in that regard. And it's flexible. Now we're just talking about God Hand, but yeah. God Hand is flexible. People would say that it's flexible because you pick the move set that you use. Yeah. But actually, that's not why. It's because you pick the moves you use right now in when you're moment. punching this man in the face. Yeah. Like you, you pick the decision, like the like the biggest difference between how you and I play God Hand is that you dodge and I and I well, I bit more of a dodger. You now. dodge laterally. I dodge laterally, and, I just and you stay you, in there. You, with you stay dude. in there like yeah. a boxer, 
And that is all the difference you need in that game and in many ways. Feels, and it feels like a totally different game when each of us is yes, playing as it, a result. And it's so much fun. And this game demands that you play it the way they want you to play it. And that's not bad. Like I, I'm I'm almost I'm not being critical of this game, but I am struggling with my own inability to love it because I expected to love it. Like I I expected other people to say like this is weird and that I would be like, No, 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 you're just missing it. But instead everyone else is singing its praise and I feel like how did they finish it? And I can't love it no matter how hard I try. Yeah. And it just it just eludes me and it's totally it's like plausible. Bonnie rate in reverse whoa i can't make myself love you it is plausible that a year and a half from now i will be bored one day and i'll flip this thing on yeah and i will just like click right that's not gonna happen no it might it might i mean i think that's a totally reasonable thing to have i think that no i honestly think that because i think that the game is too difficult it's punishing, dude. I think that I think that it is too difficult to the point that I think that there is legitimately something missing from our ability, like our game ability set to to deal with this. I know though that a lot of people made this game. Not like one individual did but not. But do you make think it's game. like Mario Maker where they have to beat it before they can publish it? Probably. <laughs> I think I think that the people who made this game can beat it. I I mean clearly lots of people. They can, can definitely do game. better than me. Yeah, like I just I the hang. idea of reviewing this game is such a nightmare to me, dude. I can't even imagine. I can't. I <laughs> I played this Madden Butterfly fight like at least twenty five times. Yeah, it, luckily there's a save point right before it, so you can just charge right in. They're very good about that in this. Yeah, they get I bad like, about it later on. Oh, great. Um, or they get worse about it's it. It's just weird. Like I, I, I want to understand. It's it. very frustrating, and it's not so much that the game is frustrating as that I want to. I'm frustrated by my own inability. Yes, I just yeah. feel like this is not. I like this kind of game. I like this person's game. Like I, I, the the people who made this game are my sort of person. I think. And you like five percent of this game that you're able to get through. Yes, I think it's awesome. And I love like everything about that. And then when I actually get into the meat of it, suddenly I just feel so out of my depth. Yeah. And you're fighting these dudes that are irregular. That's the other weird thing about it is that because like I can kill normal dudes, I can kill dogs, I can kill those turkeys, like whatever, you know, I'm killing anything. <laughs> and then you throw these bosses at me though. And they're, they don't abide by the same rules yeah, you can't, they don't seem to react to your parries in the same way. And so you're in this weird situation where the game is about practicing, right? It is yeah. about like perfect execution. But then you get into scenarios where any practice that you do isn't particularly applicable. Or has to be unlearned outright. Yeah, and that's, it's weird. If Listener, readers, if you are playing this game and you have feelings about it that are similar or dissimilar to ours, hopefully dissimilar. I hopefully would love dissimilar. Yeah, I really like. like you can come on this input. thing and talk. Like, let's do it. Yeah, call call us. Yeah, please write us at podcast at zero stars dot co. You can I'm even call us so at podcast at zero stars dot co. Yeah, uh, I'd love I'd love to hear 
from you because <laughs> i i'm just baffled by it i don't know i think it's a gen z game <sighs> i don't know man. they're just quicker the people who made it are old like us mm. it's hard anyway, to say you've been playing anything other than not uh, all last weekend i had a friend in town we were going to see a concert and uh so he was in town for like 48 hours and during that time i would say we spent about 50 percent of that 48 hours just playing apex and doing nothing else at one point i was like we can do something else and he's just like i really like this game <laughs> uh and he had never played it before he doesn't have a modern console uh and it was really fun to watch somebody who has not been playing that game nonstop. yeah sort of re- like relearn everything and be like well this gibraltar guy seems pretty cool and like all the whole arc of the rest of the world right yeah just like in one person sitting next to you just like going through games uh it was pretty enjoyable and did you just sit there with your arms crossed not like commenting on anything oh no so i was just like people say that <laughs> no, and, and like the first game he just walked into this house and there was like four mozambiques and i was just like don't do like, it excellent <laughs> yeah what a good name. It's a shotgun pistol? That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, There's so many of them. Everybody must use them. Yes. Uh, I feel like the Prowler is getting dropped a lot more often in that game nowadays. Uh, no one likes the Prowler either. I don't either. like it. Yeah, I don't like the Prowler. I don't, a five-round burst is not for no. me. Um, so, yeah, you played You played uh, with your with your buddy? I played a bunch of Apex. That game, you know, it's funny. I die just as much in Apex as I do in Sekiro, but I never have a bad time no you always want to go back in it's you incredible. want to jump right back in the the um, load times in Sekiro are probably the most punishing part of the game they are they're definitely faster on the pro okay they are really bad and it nothing will make you turn that game off and flip over to apex faster Man. than the length of the load i just times. also hate that it makes you feel guilty for dying whereas dying in dark souls is a personal is the journey, journey. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I'm a hundred percent with you. Uh, yeah, that bugs me. It you can't grind it either. No, you can't. There's no recourse unless you execute. You have to, you have to get good. Yeah, and get, it, man, God, I hate that phrase. Well, here we are. Yeah. What else do you play? Um, I played. I played like one match of Mario Tennis. It's a great game, right? I didn't like it very much. What? I don't know. I just didn't enjoy it. Oh, damn. I don't really like Mario Tennis games. Dude, I mean, they're good. It's not called Mario Tennis. It's called like Mario... Mario Tennis Aces. Aces. Yeah, that's it. Uh, That game, I thought, felt really great. It was was fine. I was just... I was playing against somebody who was better than me, and I (laughs) don't like tennis games. Well, it is like a fighting game, too, so like it is... is, That game's aggressive. It it was hard for me to get like a hang of it. I only played one round. Yeah, if you play a few rounds with somebody who also kind of like loosely grasps it, I think you'd really enjoy it. Um, Uh, When I I find that on sale, I'll get it. I played some Mario Kart. Um, Sounds like you were hanging out with somebody who had a Switch. I was. Yeah, I was on vacation down in Florida and my sister's boyfriend came along oh, and he brought very a switch. Good. He actually I <laughs> we was talking to him about Zelda and um what are you he about was to like say? he was like I never I never actually beat it. I got right up to the end and I never actually what? beat it. What? And I was like, Oh man, you have to beat it. You you just like pick that thing up and play again. Yeah, go. And the next day he told me he was like so I got really interested in Zelda again, so I picked it up and um Started a new save file. Oh, no. Didn't realize you can only have one save file oh, in no. that game. Erased his prior progress, but then spent like several days just playing Zelda on the couch. Oh, I would God. hear like the telltale signs of like of 
of like Zelda in the background at various points. That game, man, what an incredible, incredible game. game. Uh, but uh, I'm glad that he was enjoying it again. Um, other than that, I played a little bit of Balto's Odyssey. It's good, right? I don't like it very much. I was like you once. You got to go back. I've gone back. I several. I times. was like you once. I keep going back. I've gotten like to like level nine. I'm telling you right now, dude. Alto's Odyssey is a good game. It's fine. I don't know. I don't like phone games unless if they're. Did you get the grind yet? Yeah. Oh. Well, I guess there's no hope for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a grind. I just want to play my Tony Hawk. Yeah, I'm with you. Do you, do you were you into Tiny Wings? No, but we've talked about Tiny Wings. Have you it's gotten the Tiny Zen Wings? game? Tiny Wings is the best. It's a great, game. yeah, it's a great game. So good. Yeah, it's very zen. Oh, so, so good. Yeah. I love it. It's no Flappy Bird. Uh, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> I just toss the ball have, right to I you and no, you, you let it bounce. No rebuttal. <laughs> I'm just I'm just shocked that anybody even would say it. <laughs> Nothing makes me an angrier bird than to hear this. <laughs> um. Yeah, I didn't play a whole lot. Uh, other than that little bit and and the Sekiro that I have been Sekiro. playing. Sekiro. Yeah. Man, I, this was a good vent session, though. Yeah, I don't really want to understand that. I it's do, really I just want to get it. I just want to really be there and be like, I understand this and it's not for me, this game, rather than feeling like I just can't. This game is just like edging me. Yes. Well, no, no, actually, no. I was, I was, it's kind of like an edge In a negative lord. way. Yeah, it's like, it's like pushing the boundaries of yeah. 4chan. Um. Uh, what was your favorite thing that wasn't a video game this week? Uh, my favorite thing that wasn't a video game this week was the band Baroness. They are a metal band, I guess. I don't know. There's a rock they're and roll metal, band. but they're like very rock and roll. There's a f- they they came out, dude, and they're all wearing gold chains, which I think is like a reference to the fact that their new record's called, called Gray gold, and Gold. Gray and Gold, yeah. So they all had like, or Gold and Gray, I don't know. But they all had like gold chains on and they just like 70s as hell. And the whole thing was like very 70s. It was just like, what if Heart was the heaviest band in the world? <laughs> like what if, what if Heart coexisted in a world where like Pantera had already happened? They would be this band. And they are awesome isn't pantera that bread that you buy at christmas time that has like the fruit in it no it's the restaurant that you go to where they serve you the soup in a bread bowl oh pangea nailed it yeah um anyways they're a great band their record purple well i I like all their records i like purple a lot but purple is just i listen to purple often i do too yeah and it's amazing it's very gateway metal i would say yes and like honestly there was a point in the show they have a song called green theme which i would say is just the most oh. gateway of songs right yeah and like it's three a, songs it's entirely in, instrumental yeah and three songs into this thing they played green theme and i was just standing there at this concert and i was just smiling and i was just like i'm the happiest i've ever been and they they are like the happiest they've ever been like they're just having a blast and it just felt so awesome how much would you pay for a um a record uh, a baroness acoustic set record they uh, played an acoustic set at a radio station recently. You can find it on YouTube. Oh, you can find the full set? Uh, it's only like three or four songs. Uh, it's still... They yeah. do kerosene on it. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd really like to listen to that. But yeah. I'm still, how much would you pay for that? Uh, 20 But What's a record cost? 20 bucks? <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't pay more than that? I mean, it's... Like a full, a full album. I would much rather see it than own it. No, I would like to listen to like, it over honestly, and over and over again. The fun thing about it for me is that more than seriously any other band i've ever seen they 
are having the time of their lives. Like they are having so much fun. And, you know, I've seen videos of them from before. They, they had a horrific bus crash. Then the only person left in the band from before the bus crash is the main dude. Um, and, uh, it like crushed his arm and they said he would never play guitar again. And now he's made (laughs) multiple records and it's just crazy. And so before that they used to like come out apparently and like not talk and just play records all the way through and then just like walk off. Yeah. And it was like very atmospheric. And now it is just like the most ecstatic thing where like they like run out as a group and they're just like a band dude. And like, it's just so, it's so weird. You're just like, they are a gang and they're not even the same people, but like they are unified by this desire to just like have fun playing the electric guitar because it's fucking awesome and it's so just joyful. That's lovely. It really, it really hit me in the feels. Good. I had a great I'm glad. time. What was your I'm favorite? Sorry, thing? I couldn't be there. Yeah. Well, next time. Um, my favorite thing was probably D and D. Oh man, we had a great D and D. We had session. a really great. That D&D would have been session. my favorite thing. It was. It was my. First time um, having a D&D session where we weren't really working from a book and mm. I was kind of like just winging it the entire time on my own mm-hmm. and it felt good. It just felt good. It got a lot of voices going on, a lot of different yeah. characters. It was a tr- We had created a trial yes. and just like the collaborative process of D&D is one of the most satisfying creative endeavors like I have ever... And I usually don't work well creatively with other people and that's why it is so... It is like what I've always wanted to experience in a kind of creative process. It, it like it was the first time that I actually felt like, oh, this is what improv's about. Yes, where yeah. you're just like loose and you're in it, and you just you you yes handing. Yeah, everything. you're just doing the thing because like that's the thing you and, would do. And but like better than improv to me, it is like about building character and narrative mm-hmm. in a long form, and I'm just. I'm having a blast. Um, a friend of mine is also doing a D&D session and nice. she's putting together like all these characters and like we were talking it over and like she was asking me for some advice on, on not advice really because she kind of knows what she's doing more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> but she was asking me for like some input on something and like we kind of, I helped her like come up with an idea for a character who's in his name and everything. And then while I was uh, on vacation, she left me like a little character stat sheet for him and like a, a hand illustrated drawing of him so I can use him in our game oh, as well. Wow. So there'll be crossover. Great. And it was just like, it is so much fun. It is such a blast. Yeah. I love it. It brings I it's very difficult to explain to people. I could not talk about it over vacation with my family. No. <laughs> because they would not understand. They would look at me and they'd be like, Does that mean that you wear a tail now? Are you into the devil? <laughs> but that's true because I listen to my, metal. My mom actually thought that D and D like that people killed people because of D and D. She said that. Like she satanic panic eighties D and D. When I was like, what is Dungeons and Dragons as a child? She was like, people were into the devil. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We'll see if people kill people. I love metal D&D. and I'm way into the devil. So it turns out it set me on the right path, the left-hand path. <laughs> Rock on. <laughs>